Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's what we're here for Monday night. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Dallas Debt Discussion for Monday night, the 23rd day of March 2015. Hard to believe, almost uh, done with the first quarter of the year already, and we are officially in spring, according to the uh, calendar. And I know some of you are not getting such spring weather, however, we are here in Dallas, it was beautiful, and uh, we're supposed to have another day of beautiful weather, and then Wednesday we're supposed to have some spring thunderstorms, which will be good, so... I would like to welcome everybody. As usual, I'm going to tell everybody that what you hear on this call is discussion about debt issues. That's why this is called Dallas Debt Discussion. It's not Dallas Debt Legal Line, Legal Advice Line. We don't give legal advice. I have no idea what legal advice is. There is such a thing, I guess, uh, that attorneys can dispense. you got to pay for it. But um, we don't do any of that here. We have discussion about legal issues. So please, if you construe anything that you hear on this call as being legal advice, you are the one that's in error. If I say or someone else says, well, and when, you're ta- when we're talking about a particular situation that somebody may find themselves in, well, you want to do such and such or so-and-so, uh, we're speaking simply from what we would do if we were in a similar situation. We're not giving you legal advice. We're not telling you what to do. If you want legal advice, please go seek out a bar-licensed attorney and get your legal advice there. They're the ones that dispense it. So with that said, uh, this is also about helping people. This is where people come together to help educate each other. We learn from others' experiences, uh, hopefully, uh, Many people have learned from some of the experiences I have had and the other moderators, uh, Terry, Jeff, John, that uh, are on the call usually. And uh, the bottom line is that uh, we share our experiences and our knowledge that we learn through study and through actual hands-on experience in litigation. Uh, uh, All of the moderators, Jeff, John, myself, uh, that are on here, Terry, we all litigate. We've all litigated in federal court. And uh, so we we speak from a, a measure of experience. Does that mean we know everything? Of course not. Don't pretend to. If, if I don't know the answer to a question somebody has, I'm going to say, I don't know. But you might look here or there to find it. I'm not going to throw BS out at you because that's just a recipe for trouble for you. And we surely don't want to create that kind of situation for anybody. So the bottom line is no legal advice will help you if we can. But one thing that I want to reiterate, and this is especially aimed at new people, uh, 
a lot of times people are hesitant to come on these calls and ask questions about their situations. Uh, they may listen for maybe a few calls or maybe for part of a call and think, oh, geez, well, these people know a bunch, and you know, I don't want to sound stupid asking that question because I think I know the answer to it, but I'm not sure. Well, no, I don't want to sound like a dope, so I'm not going to ask my question. That is one of the worst things that you can do. Please, if you have a question, you're not sure about something, you want to, you know, uh, get a get another uh, opinion or something on it. Please, by all means, feel free to speak up. We encourage that because that's how people learn. You know, sometimes you can read some things out on the internet where there's a bunch of BS. It's not true. There's good information out there. There's also very bad information and Which can be very uh, dangerous right it can be very dangerous and very costly to you so if you have a question please uh, step forward and, and ask it doesn't cost you anything it's not like we charge for anything that we do we never have so uh, I encourage you to do that now before we get to Q&A where you have to hit star 8 to put yourself in the queue we're going to do good news but I'm also going to tell everybody that to mute yourself, you hit star six on this system, on the TalkShoe system. Uh, star six is a toggling feature. If you hit it and listen to your phone, it'll either say you are muted or you are unmuted. And if you hit it and it says you are unmuted, then just hit star six again to mute yourselves. You are not muted when you come on the call, and that's by design but I ask that everybody stay muted so that we don't have a bunch of extraneous noise in the background. We just uh, we don't want that. A lot of people listen to these uh, the archives of these calls, so please be courteous to other people and uh, have yourself muted. And when you put yourself in the queue by pressing star eight, please have yourself muted before you put yourself in the queue because it saves me a step. Sometimes after a long call, uh, talks you can get gummed up a little bit. So. With that said, we start with good news, and uh, I've got just a, a little tidbit of good news myself, that being that uh, I got an email from the process server today, and the Midland was, in fact, served with two more lawsuits today, their registered agent, and uh, that's a couple more in the bin, and I have two more. Uh, lawsuits with the citations and everything ready for the process server that's sitting behind me next to the door, ready to be put in the mail tomorrow, so that uh, that will go off to the process server, and they will probably be served that uh, on Friday. And then uh, this week I will go file some more claims in small claims court, and we will uh, get more things in the pipeline. Also this week, uh, on Thursday, the MDL panel is meeting to consider the conditional transfer orders for my cases to be transferred to the MDL. And we'll see what comes out of that as far as a decision goes on whether they're, they're going to make the uh, conditional transfer order final or whether uh, they're going to reject it. So, uh, well, One thing I'll say, <laughs> that process server, you must be his favorite person. Um, yeah, they, uh, they take care of me. They're giving, they're giving me a volume rate. <laughs> they should. <laughs> yes, they, 
because I, I'm serving them two at a time now instead of $70 per lawsuit. Uh, they're doing them for 50 I sent them a money order for $100 with every two lawsuits because uh, they go right to the same place. So uh, I, I don't want to file too many at a time. I just send them two at a time. And uh, as I, I, I sent to Terry, I made a copy of the uh, docket from the uh, MDL yesterday and emailed it to Terry and uh, the other moderators. And uh, they uh, they have quite a pile of cases in there. You, uh, my name is prolifically mentioned. <laughs> yes. That's an understatement. <laughs> More than anyone else's in there. So, you know, I mean, it's it's just a uh, going to be an interesting situation to see what the MDL panel does. But uh, anyway, that's my good news. So I'm going to ask if anybody else has any good news. You do not need to raise your hand and hit star eight. Just all you got to do is speak up. So if you got some good news for us, let's hear it. I have some good news. Well, go for it. I have. I uh I've been having a problem with my uh, mortgage on my home and uh while it may seem like I'm losing because they have foreclosed, I've been in the home eight years since they foreclosed. <laughs> I have a friend of mine that's been helping me. Good great. Um, that's great. Oh yeah, he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. We had court today. And uh, I was served, I've been served with three or four uh, three-day eviction notices, and they don't follow through with them. Um, I guess they're just scare tactics. But uh, this time, they actually uh, took me to court. We had court today, and prior to going to court, my buddy went in and talked to them right in their office, and laid down the the, uh, the 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 game rules, told them uh, exactly what we were going to do, what kind of fight they were going to have ahead of them, and uh, they didn't show up for court today. All right. Oh, wow. So the, so the case was dismissed. Well, very good. <laughs> they're finally getting the message, I guess. Oh, I, I guess they're getting the message. It's been been quite a fight, and... Like I say, while it looks like I may be losing because they do have a foreclosure, they've been unable to move forward. And uh, I think I'm winning because I'm still in the home. That's That's exactly right. Exactly. As long as that roof is over your head, you are winning. Yeah. You've got free rent. Absolutely. I'm uh, I'm counting on Schultz to uh, keep me where I'm at. He's doing a great job, and I think he'll... uh, I think Schultz will keep doing a great job for me. I know nothing, Schultz. <laughs> That's him. Uh huh. Yep. I know nothing, <laughs> Sergeant Schultz. Well, that's great. That that is fantastic news. That absolutely is fantastic news. Glad to hear it. And that was uh, very interesting. Uh, uh, today they uh, decided not to not to come around with their uh, shenanigans, and now it'll be interesting to see what the, their next course of action might be. You know, time well, will Sh- tell. Schultz says the next course of action is going to be ours. Uh-huh. Which is? So, uh, we're going for the deed. Quiet title? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's uh, he told me today. That's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited about that. He's been right all along for eight years now. So I have no reason to uh, uh, think he's wrong now. You know the old saying: If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Well, that's good. Congratulations. That's uh, that's a great deal. Well, thank you very much for uh, letting me speak on your show. Absolutely, you bet. We love good news because you know the the thing. The reason that I started doing good news several years ago was very simple. You know, we always hear about all the crap going on. You know, everybody you know having this problem, having that problem. You know, somebody gets beat up in court on this and that, and so on and so forth. We need to hear about the good things that people accomplish because there are people, just like this gentleman, that are accomplishing great things by fighting back instead of just giving up and saying, oh, okay, I admit defeat. No, he's eight years in his house. How much free rent is eight years worth? I mean, that's that's what people have got to think about. You know, if somebody thinks, oh, well, yeah, he was foreclosed on, and, you know, how do you call that a win? The man has been in the house for eight years rent-free. And now he's going after the title. Yeah, and even if he didn't get the title, let's just say if he didn't get the title, what is eight years of free rent worth? <laughs> a lot you know, of money. Rent, yeah, rent, rent isn't 150 bucks a month anymore. You know, When you add that up over an eight-year period, that's a tremendous amount of money that he has put in his pocket as a result of his fight. So, you know, for all of you new people that maybe don't think about that aspect of it, it's very, very valuable. It pays you back incredibly well to learn and to fight back. So, anyway, who else has got some good news for us tonight? Hey, everybody. It's Double Wide. How you doing? Doing good. How you doing, bud? How are you uh, I'm on my way into work. Uh, doing great. Hey, I got, I got a couple real quick things. I finally... Buckled down after a long battle with myself, and I got my uh, federal lawsuit written for the the uh, Fair Debt Collection Practices Act and the TCPA on 31 calls from my uh, loan servicer. Um, we'll call him that. And I called today because I wasn't sure who to serve it to, and I got a hold of a young lady. She says, "Well, sir." Uh, I'm sure that the account processor will want to talk to you before you file this. <laughs> so I am supposed to be getting a phone call, and I did authorize that. And I said, let me be very, very specific with what I'm saying. You are authorized to call my cell phone for one purpose, and that's to try and settle this problem that we have, not for the process, not for uh, trying to collect a debt. Oh, yes, sir. We're very aware of that. Anyway... I did send off today uh, to their litigation department a copy of the lawsuit, uh, which I'm proud of myself. I find it, it was a struggle to make myself do that. I got that off, and uh, so that's my first thing. Um, I wrote four QWRs that were delivered last week for four of my five notes that I have. Uh, I have not had a letter back as of yet. Of course, they have five days to respond plus mail time. So that's a little bit of good news. Um, I have one other thing. It was about the America's Wholesale Lenders. Yep, I can't think of it right now. But anyway, 
ball's rolling, and I'm loving it. it anybody right. who doesn't think this isn't fun, try it. You think you can't do it? Do it, because whenever you walk out of your house, you got a big smile on your face because you just wrote a federal lawsuit. It's very empowering. So, as, as the saying out. goes, yeah, as the saying goes, try it. You'll like it. <laughs> well, congratulations. Great job. You know, it doesn't really matter, and he's a perfect example of how long it takes you to learn and feel empowered enough and knowledgeable enough to sit down and get it done. It takes some longer than others, and that just doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that you do it. That's right. Good deal. All right, you still with us, or you mute out again, bud? Uh, actually, I muted out. Uh, okay. I'm actually on my way in. I I got to get in, get my stuff ready. But uh, I was trying to get in on the beginning of the call. I hate, I hate when I miss anything that you guys do. So, <laughs> uh, and, I, and this is more of a confession than anything else. If I talk to people who are less uh, we're trying to put this very nice. It's very hard to have an intelligent conversation with people outside of this group about this subject simply because people look at me like I'm a two-headed baby, and uh, they have no clue. When I try to explain the rights to them and what, what's going on with the system, they they get completely blown You're in away. the headlines. So, yeah. yeah, so that's, that's, I actually feel like I'm in an intelligent company whenever I, I'm listening to you guys, and then I have to go back into the archives later and, and listen to stuff from there. So, uh, wow, you're starting, to, <laughs> you're starting to sound like an old lady addicted to the soap operas here. <laughs> well, I guess that's exactly what it is. But, uh, <laughs> well, and, and the whole premise of the whole thing is you have to kind of disassociate yourself with the guilt and guilt factor because once you actually understand that this is just a game and that the laws are there to manipulate us, and whenever you figure that out, you can say, eh, let's go ahead and use the laws to manipulate them. And so yeah. it's just a turnabout, and turnabout's fair play, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly you know, right. Yeah. We can uh, play Manipulation 101, too. <laughs> but I'm heading in to get my work day started, and I'm going to mute out, and uh, I just want to say you guys thanks for everything you did. All righty. Well, thank you. You have a great night. All right. Who else has got some good news for us tonight? I've got some good news. This is Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Hi. Um, when I heard someone else on uh, the line a little earlier talking about Schultz, it, made, it reminded me, and I thought I'd call in. Um, I was living in a house that was in foreclosure, and they filed the foreclosure in 2005, and I didn't have to move out until um, eight years later in, in 2013. And that was with some assistance from Schultz as well. So I was in my house for eight years, not having to pay anything. I did eventually have to leave, but I, like you said before, I still got eight years out of them. And uh, after seven years, it was with Bank of America, they sent me a letter and they said, they said you've had seven years of free, um, I, they didn't call it rent, I forget what they call it, just living there free, you've been doing it for seven years, it's about time you get out. 
And it was, an, yeah, it was another year before I did get out, but. Um, so moving. Anyway, me. I got that much out of them. And um, now I'm in a house that is in foreclosure. Um, only this one is a little different. It's in a reverse mortgage. But they filed a foreclosure just last June, and this is March, so that's been nine months, and we haven't even gotten, they haven't gotten to the point where they can even file a summary judgment. So um, I've kept going through um, extensions and interrogatories and different things like that and requesting original documents. So I don't know how much longer it'll go. Um, the court says that we have a hearing in June, you know, this coming June. So that'll be a year. So we'll see how long it goes with this house. So maybe I'll be staying here. Who knows? <laughs> you're getting you're getting really good at the game. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Can I make a comment, please? I don't know yeah. how much money you got, Jeff. Yeah, I got a quarter to drop in the slot. Okay. <laughs> if if her rent or mortgage payment, for that matter, was a thousand dollars a month, eight years, that's ninety six thousand dollars. Yep. Wow. Even I can do that math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so long as you don't slam the door in your fingers and your digital calculator still works. Yeah. <laughs> what a smarty pants. <laughs> yeah. Well, it comes from hanging out with people in Georgia. Yeah, well, and on the other hand, people who are new to this call, he knows me pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Maggie. I mean, that's that's another good story. You know, if the the lenders, uh, pretender lenders, are are going to be out there trying to steal people's property. Uh, hey, if if you can find a way to to hang around and uh, have them pay the tab for a while, it couldn't happen to a nicer bunch in my book. Amen. Thanks. I'm I'm just curious to see how far we can take this one. Well, keep the going. One, the last one was my first one, so I may uh, have made a couple mistakes through the years, but uh, I've learned from the mistakes, and I've had some help from um, Schultz, and uh, so I think this one's going to turn out a little bit better. Well, you know okay. what they say about practice making perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And they're giving me plenty of practice, too. There you go. <laughs> but I thought I'd bring it up, just let you guys know. Okay. Well, thank you, dear. All right. Dave, All I right. have one more thing real quick. Uh, yeah. I pulled, this is Devil White again. I pulled out my, some old QWRs back that I had written a few years back that uh-huh. I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, I did check out my notes that were originated by America's Wholesale Lenders. None of them were endorsed, and none of them were transferred. So they're all uh, they're all blank. They they weren't endorsed in blank. They weren't ever endorsed. Wow. So they were never transferred. So that's my other good news. I was trying to remember what it was. That was it. Well, that's good. Yep. Thank you. We get it. There's good news in waves, and here the wave is building again. Dave, after a few quiet weeks? Yeah, well, you know, I, I always say that every week. You know, some some weeks there isn't a whole lot of good news, and then other weeks there's a lot more. It does come in waves. It's like a feast or famine type thing. 
uh, it, when people are listening, if you don't hear anybody coming on good news, don't think, well, you know, there ain't anybody having any luck with this. No, 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 no. This isn't something where, you know, the, the old saying, the wheels of justice turn slowly. That's, well, that's very un- true. Yes, absolutely. It's a truism. And um, you have to uh, you have to give things time to happen. You know, that's just like all my stuff with Midland that's going on. I mean, I don't know exactly what's going to be happening here. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see what the MDL panel does, because that's going to play a large part in the future of things as to what's going to occur going forward, because if they reject the conditional transfer orders, that means all of these cases are going to come back to the local district court, and we're going to, I'm going to have about 20 federal lawsuits against the same company to deal with at the same time. 20 of them. Yep, 21. Well, I don't know. Around, give or take 20, let's just say. Well, you're not going to do, do one more for everything left, left over? I don't know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Are well, we you having... got over 100 calls. You only filed for 20 of them. That oh, means 80 well, calls. Well, yeah. Well, I, yeah, believe me. Uh, I think the tune of Midland will change if the MDL panel rejects this stuff and uh, takes it back to, uh, uh, moves it back to the federal court. I yeah. really believe that uh, if that occurs, that there is going to be uh, movement on Midland's part as far as settlement goes. Now, I may be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Time will tell. And but there's, the, there's no making rules with those folks. No, you, you don't know what they're going to do. I mean, the, what what they do in litigation makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, it just doesn't. To anybody. So um, the the bottom line is, uh, if if the MDL panel uh, says they're not going to take the stuff and it has to go back to the district court, then uh, there's going to be uh, a, a change at the district court level and and how they deal with things and how they deal with me. I believe now I I may be wrong, but uh, I don't think so. But hey, time will tell. Yeah. Hey, can I, a quick question about this MDL thing you have this week? Well, we're gonna um, uh, we're gonna do Q and A here in a little bit. Okay. Let's finish up good news. I'm more than happy to uh, talk about the MDL stuff. So, anybody else got any good news? Jennifer here down in Sarasota has some good news. Good. Let's hear it. I went to witness a trial, a foreclosure trial today of a friend of mine that's been in foreclosure since 2013. And the defendant, the plaintiff's foreclosure was dismissed without prejudice. Judgment in favor of the defendant. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Fantastic. I love it. But relevant to our call tonight as far as debt collectors, the attorney who represented the homeowner, which was a whole wonderful story in itself, shared with the homeowner when she realized it was without prejudice. She said, well, you mean they could come back after me? And this attorney out of Miami who came up here to Sarasota, she said, what they've been finding is that these mortgage companies often will sell your debt to another debt collector 
and you can actually start making money on it if they do that. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder where they learned that. (laughs) (laughs) And you're sitting there going, oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) The homeowner was just flabbergasted. My cell phone? My cell phone? (laughs) But it was was a good victory. The judge just watched an unfolding as this attorney who I met at my first hearing, I watched her defend another case, and I was impressed with her. And um, she watched, she worked the defendant's witness from the bank and asked him all these key questions about these documents. And you watch the judge's favorite turn from the bank to, these people are idiots. This one uh-huh. is right, and why are you messing with? The, they were they had just abused the court with what they submitted and misled, and she just one thing after another brought to the judge's attention, and the judge says to the defendant's attorney, "What would you like?" And she said, "I'd like this case dismissed with prejudice." <laughs> and she turned to the other side and says, "She has her judgment." <laughs> It was wonderful. Oh, that's fantastic. Love it. I'll share more later as far as the things she brought to attention in the case. It was good stuff. Okay. Thanks. You bet. Thank you. Wow. Oh, man. What a great story. Yeah. Now, see, everybody, this is what can happen when you've got somebody that knows what's going on and of course you know here's this attorney oh they they sell these things and you can make money on this oh well gee i wonder who it is that's promoting that (laughs) (laughs) wow who figured that one out (laughs) all right who else has got some good news for us tonight we're on a roll okay can you hear me yeah you got some good news for us yeah um first time caller just dropped a whole bunch of water on my floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the call, but sorry about your water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's really excited. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Spent the day uh, going through the uh, Indiana uh, annotated law books with my, my fourth edition Black Law and uh, getting acclimated with uh, all of this uh jurisprudence stuff, and uh, ready to fight back like everybody else is doing on the call. Instead Good. of, uh, like you said, just taking the punches and rolling with them, I'm ready to jab and hook myself. Well, good. Fantastic. Just a first-time caller. Uh, excited to be on. Well, good. Welcome We're to very the call. Glad you joined us. Please spread the word. Yep, Absolutely. We've been here uh, in June. I'll be here six years, <laughs> never missing a Monday night, not once. So oh, I'm excited. We're, we're we're always here to try and help people. And don't okay. forget, don't forget to get on my Wednesday night list so that you get yeah. the uh, call info for Wednesday. Yeah. Will do. Thanks. All right. Welcome. Who else has got some good news for us? All right. It appears that we've run through the good news for tonight, and that's okay. Uh, we had a bunch of it. That's, that's yeah. good. wunderbar, as they say. 
Okay, if anybody has questions, please have yourself muted using star six first and then hit star eight on the keypad on your phone. That'll put you in the queue. And uh, we'll take you in the order that uh, people do that, and we'll try and answer your questions for you. If we don't have the answer, we'll try and point you in a direction to where you might find the information that you need. So let's first go to Eastern Maryland. You've been unmuted. Go ahead. Hi, Dave. I have good news, and I'm also having a problem with this good news. I only had my first um, FDCPA case. I was going back and forth with this um, debt collector account discovery with the email, and I got tired of him going back and forth trying to defend it within the email, so I did the intent to litigate and put together the complaint. As soon as I put together the complaint, he backs out, and they introduced me to an attorney, and the attorney made an offer of $1,000. And it's like now I'm going back and forth with this attorney who's saying that my claims is no more than $1,000. Now, I have four defendants for the FDCPA, the company, along with three of their representatives. And I'm saying that it's $1,000 for each one of those defendants. And I individually um, put them on my complaint in the parties, each each person, and he's saying that I'm stacking the FDCPA violations and that I can't stack them, and I'm like, I'm not stacking. These are um, independent defendants. Mm-hmm. I am correct, Donna. You are 1,000% correct. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Well, he won't get past this. <laughs> well, let, let the court tell him to get past it. Um, He's an attorney, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to BS you. And that's when you say, well, you know, I respect your opinion, but that's what it is, your opinion. It looks to me like we're going to have to let the jury decide. Well, yeah, because he even said that my Fair Credit Reporting Act and the TCPA, because I had claims for those, also lacked merit. And I said, it's your opinion that the FCRA and the TCPA lacks merit. And um, he was saying that this company does not report to the credit bureaus. And I told him, as far as the FCRA claim, that this company did not have permissible purpose to pull my credit, which was listed on my TransUnion report for five months um, before they removed it, the entry from the report after I sent them a letter to, and another letter telling them to remove it off my report, off the um, credit report. And they removed that right away, but they also did the violation. Yeah, you can't unring the bell, right? Yes. <clears throat> but see, I've never done negotiation with any of these people, and I'm like, this is this part is getting to be frustrating. <laughs> well, well, what what you have to understand is the lawyer is doing his job. He's trying to get you to go away. Cheaply. Okay. You you yeah. It's his job to defend the other side and to make you go away either with nothing or as cheaply as possible and to BS you, especially with you not being an attorney, they're going to assume 
because they have no reason to believe otherwise, that you are like most pro se litigants, you know, just enough to be dangerous to yourself. And you don't really know the law. So he can BS you. Well, what you, what I would do if I were in your position is tell him, I'm not going to try the case via email. Yep. Either we reach a settlement or I'm going to file it and we will let the jury decide the matters. What would you like to do? Or in Jesse's immortal words, how do you want to handle this? <laughs> That's what I would do. I'm not going to go back and forth with them on a bunch of emails. I'm not going to try the case there, and that's exactly what I tell them. I'm not going to try uh, attempt to try this case by emails. You're entitled to your opinions, however erroneous they may be. Are we going to come to an agreement for settlement, or am I going to file the suit and let the jury decide? Please advise as to how you want to handle this. That's, I mean, verbatim what I would probably write. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the, agreed. The last email that I received from they were saying that ADS offered $1,000 in exchange for your general release and saying, if your email is attempting to counter ADS offer, please give them a number, and I would be happy to take it to ADS. So should I give them what my number is? Well, sure. Yeah, sure. They're 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 telling you that the door is open to negotiate. So I would, uh, in that case, if they've given you a number and they want something back, you know, thank you for your offer. However, it is insufficient, and uh, given the statutory damages I am entitled to of X number of dollars, according to statute, um, I will counter offer in the amount of X dollars. Please advise if this is satisfactory to your client. And if so, please send me a draft settlement agreement for my review. Okay. Now, I did do that. I told him that my counteroffer would be $10,000. Well, he sent back, he said, ADS rejected $10,000 demand. The offer remains $1,000, and ADS may be in a position to counter a realistic demand if you submit one. What's your next move? Go ahead and file a lawsuit. What's your next move? File the lawsuit, just like you said. Okay. Okay. I see. I'm not. I'm not used to doing any of this, and I'm like. Well, I, I know. I I understand that. This is the learn. This is the learning experience. Right, and negotiation is an art. It's not my strong point either. Okay. So you're not alone. Okay. So. Yeah, and I, I think you're doing fine, but that's what I do. I just tell them, well, my re my offer was realistic, and seeing as how your your client rejects it, uh, I will move forward and, and file suit, uh, and we'll let the jury decide unless your client wants to reconsider making a counter offer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the ball's in their court now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely, but no, you're doing good. You're doing Don't fine. I, I called you because I'm like, this is confusing, <laughs> and I'm trying to stay as professional as possible. I'm like, I'm sick of this. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the bottom line is you're trying to get a check, but you sometimes you got to play hardball <clears throat> to get the check, and you have to let them know that, you know, 
I'm not a typical pro se. I do know what I'm doing. You're not going to scare me off. Yeah. Uh, I, and either, I, I would, either come to the table with a reasonable offer or, you know, uh, I'll see. We'll let the jury decide, you know. Right. And, and they don't like to hear the word jury. A jury represents unknown liability. Yeah, you have to let them know. I, I'd rather not have to play hardball, but I'm perfectly up to the task. Okay. 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 All right. Thank you so much. Gave me a little bit more you're, confidence. Well, you're doing just fine. Don't <laughs> no lack of confidence there. Don't don't even let that bother you. You're doing just fine. It's new territory. It to be unsure about some of the things. That's natural, but you're doing a great job. You're doing just fine. Because I was really surprised when um, the general manager from this company, he wanted to know how can we resolve this. So I sent him an email, and he pretty much tried to pick my email apart. And I'm like, and, and that's pretty much what I told him. I'm not going to litigate this in an email. And that's when I sent him, I said, it's your contention that they have not violated any consumer practices laws, so attached is a copy of my lawsuit I intend to file in federal district court. And that's when things change. I'm like, oh, I was so happy. I said, oh. See, a lawsuit, a lawsuit represents unknown liability. They don't like those things. So. And I think I put it pretty much put together pretty well, and I took something from Tari's page for the um, the um, Fair Credit Reporting Act. I found one of Tari's old cases. Good. I took some information from that. Yeah. Good. Good. That's why that stuff's out there. Okay. Well, All right. You. All right. Thank you, dear. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to southern Indiana. You've been unmuted. Go ahead, please. Hello, Southern Indiana. Maybe your handset is muted. We're not hearing you. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay, we're hearing you now. Okay. Um, kind of don't know where to start, actually. Um, is this just a, a, a call for um, debts, or is this uh, also um, criminal uh, matters? No, we don't deal with anything criminal here. This is all civil stuff okay. debt related generally. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately we don't we don't deal with well, the criminal side of things. Not necessarily criminal, um, but someone being detained for a ticket in Indiana, but do you deal with any ticket type of stuff? Yeah. No. no. Yeah. See oh. that that's uh, that's an area we just don't touch on. There's sure. there's so much there. Uh it's just pretty much divorced from what we do on the civil side. Yeah, okay. too much too much local law involved for one thing. Okay. Um as far as the debt then, um do you want to talk about IRS type of issues? Mm, very limited. Very, very limited about IRS. What are you talking about? Um uh, an issue um my mother is going through with uh them living or Actually, um, what is the word? Uh, garnishing. Garnishing. Garnishing your Social Security check. Uh, not Social Security check. Paycheck from work. Um, 
an ungodly amount. Basically, like $1,500 uh, $1, per pay period, almost. Oh, my God. Um, what percentage of her income uh, are they taking? It's it's like half. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they can do that. She need, I, I My best suggestion would be to uh, 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 get a hold of the taxpayer advocate's office. Yeah, because that's in generally... Um, they can't take that much of your income in a garnishment. Right. Uh, okay, taxpayer advocates. Yeah, get a hold of the uh, <clears throat> taxpayer advocate's office to see if uh, she can uh, uh, get some help there. Okay. Uh, what about credit, uh, um, things being on your credit that shouldn't be, getting those things removed? Oh, that we can. <laughs> we deal with. Wait a minute. Absolutely. Wait a wait a hold it. Wait a hold it. Do you want to get it off, or do you want to get paid to get it off? Yeah. Both. Okay. We're we're your game. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're about taking violations that the debt collection industry does, including the credit reporting agencies, because they are part of the debt collection industry, and admittedly so. Um, we are about taking their violations and turning them into cash flow coming to us and okay. resolving the problems at the same time. Awesome. Okay. So, so you've, you've, done, you've, done, you've taken the first right step, which is that you're here. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, we have calls three nights a week. There is a website, which is a private website, and it does cost to belong to it. However, it Which is, is minimal cost. It's minimal. And you can share that membership with one other person because you're allowed two different IPs. So you can split it with someone else who wants to study and learn. Um, but it's a massive, massive library of uh, materials that you're going to need. Study materials, um, examples cases, webinars that, that have been archived for years. There's a forum where you can ask questions and get your answers um, between the calls. And, you know, you can, people have done it the hard way and attended uh, Wednesday or Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night calls for a year or better until they finally learn enough to take that first step and get their feet wet and, and get some money. But, that really is doing it the hard way because on the calls, we are here. We're a support mechanism three nights a week to answer the questions to people who are on the learning curve and learning mm-hmm. what to do. When you get in the website, you will find that there are tutorials and webinars and webinar series that take you from step one from being really wet behind the ears. And, and teach you the ABCs of the first steps you need to take. For instance, in regard to credit reports, which is what you're um, dealing with right now, I did a webinar series, an eight-part series, on what lies in your credit report and what is there and what you can do about it. So that's one thing that you can go in there. Uh, you can go in and watch the the uh, summer bash. Uh, what was it called? The yeah. The uh, 
summer well, slam. Well, summer slam to for right. learning how to write properly write a, a lawsuit for federal court because we litigate in federal court in in almost all cases. Except Dave is the exception. If you've been listening about all his cases, that is a strategy, and it is for a specific purpose. It's something very unusual for everyone else, and we're following along with him. But, you know, like he says, normally we litigate in federal court, and there's a lot to learn before you're ready to do that. But there are steps that you need to take in regard to your credit reports before you can begin to do any of what we're doing. So with that said, it's your call, Dave. <laughs> Back yeah. to you. Um, to, to get to Jesse's website, you, all you got to do is open a browser and type in knockoutcollectors.net, C-O-L-L-E-C-T-O-R-S.net. And uh, don't do a search for it. Just open it up and type that in. And it'll take you right to the website. Uh, you... Uh, Put your name and your email address in and uh, get registered. You will get an email back because it's an opt-in for spam. There will be a link in that email that you click on to opt-in. Uh, you know Everything's above board according to the book. And uh, then you're going to get a second email, which will have some information with it. And uh, then it will give you access to part of the site so that you have you can look at some of the stuff. And part of that is about uh, the, the initial part of dealing with the, your credit report. But uh, the cost is $99 for the first month. After that, it's $49 a month. And there's a 60-day money-back guarantee on it. You can use it for 60 days, and if you find it, for whatever reason, you don't want to be a member anymore. All you got to do is make the request. You get your money back. You can't beat it. There's no risk. Also, but there, there's more information there than than you can imagine as far as dealing with debt-related issues. And I believe this Tuesday, tomorrow, is a members-only call. Is that right, Dave? Yes, there's a webinar tomorrow. And then on Wednesday night is my call. And in order to get on that, you need to be on the email list for the call reminder. So you'll have to send me an email at uh, queensongbird at gmail.com. That's all one word, queensongbird at gmail.com. And just put in there, add me to the list, please. And don't wait until Wednesday to do it uh, because you probably won't get the call information in time if you do that. But there's lots of resources out here. I personally uh, have been a plaintiff in over 40 federal lawsuits in the last four years, and I've collected almost six figures in settlements. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. And we, well, have num- we have numerous members, numerous, not that, one or two, but numerous that have collected six figures. Yeah, and that's, that's done by pro se litigants for the large part. Um, Almost never are lawyers involved in all of that. However, we do have a small growing army of attorneys who have joined us and are studying and learning with us. It's very exciting that we're finding attorneys around the country who, for the right reasons, want to change their practices and actually represent their clients the consumers and do the best job they can for them. And that, to us, is very exciting. 
Yeah. Is there any reason why uh, why they, they do it pro se instead of uh, sui juris? No, you, you don't. Uh, sui juris stuff, forget that nonsense. Yeah, don't okay. mix up what we no. do no. with administrative processes that you've heard out yeah. there. In fact, yeah. I have to caution anybody who's new on this call, that is the worst possible thing you can do is mix processes. Even if something else works really well, and I'm not aware of it, but you know there may be things out there that work really well. But to pick what you like from one and mix it with what you like from another, it, that does nothing but muddy the waters. If you take all the colors on your paint palette and put them in a mixer, you're going to end up with a really dead, ugly color. <laughs> every time. <laughs> well, the other thing is, what it does is, as far as the court is concerned, it marks you as one of those yeah. uh, okay. that they're used to dealing with. We learn how to do things the right way. Um, we have many of us that have gotten many compliments from our federal court clerks, myself being one. In fact, uh, my court clerks, each one of the four that I deal with, has personally told me at one time or another that I'm the best pro se litigant they've ever seen. Okay. So, I mean, this is, we learn to do it the right way, learn the rules of the court, learn the right terminology, learn how to write the documents the proper way and make the, the proper arguments. And it's it's amazing what you can get for results. It really, truly is. So I'm on, I'm on your call, so I'm excited. Well, good, good. We're glad to have you. I mean, it, we'd, we'd love to have 10,000 people on these calls every week. The problem is we, you know, it, it's word of mouth, and uh, there's a lot of people who don't know that these resources are out here for people to learn from, and uh, we do all of this stuff free of charge. You know, obviously the, the website can't be up for nothing. There's a full-time webmaster and all the mm -hmm. webinars that are done and everything else. That's why there's a minimal charge for it. But uh, And you, it, like Terry said, you can share memberships too. So, And we've got a number of people that do that. It's encouraged because it's not about making money. It's about having enough revenue coming in to keep the site going and, and uh, take care of all the uh, expenses that go with it. It's It's mirrored. So if uh, one one place goes down, there's uh, there's other stuff that uh, is available. So well, and having yeah. that forum too, having the forum there, where people can have unlimited access to asking their questions, is worth a lot. That's mm -hmm. right. That's worth the price of admission, uh, right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all yeah. all of it's worth the price of admission when you see someone else, you know, trying to charge thousands of dollars and and not. Uh, report the kind of results that you guys are getting. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the forum, too, is there's four years' worth of questions and answers in there. There's thousands upon thousands of postings, <clears throat> and the forum is broken down according to subject matter, whether it's foreclosure or defending credit cards or uh, taking their money, filing suits or asset protection. It's all broken down. Uh, it's there's specific stuff on the uh, TCPA for phone calls, so um, I mean it's it's a wealth of information. You you got to get in there and see it to believe what's there. You can get lost, so make sure you have time when you first go in there because <laughs> you'll just be going down so many rabbit holes, and you'll just be amazed, and you'll be thinking, now what was I looking for? 
<laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll get onto stuff, start reading things, and then uh, and there's there's a lot you can learn. Believe me. Huh? Awesome. So this is uh, I can actually get paid to get the stuff off my credit from debt collectors or other people that shouldn't have even reported anything on my credit. Well, right. when they when they do that stuff, uh, almost invariably they violate the law. But if you don't understand that, if you don't understand where there's a violation, how to first of all how to identify the violation, second of all how to go and understand how to use the courts properly to uh, go after them to uh, stand up for your rights, well then you're not going to get anywhere. Those are the things we do. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to be, uh, becoming a member on this. Yeah. Well, good. Good. We're glad to have you. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Oh, darn. Got a bunch of coughing going here. I got a tickle in my throat. Let's go to Southern California. You have been unmuted. Go ahead. Hello, guys. Okay, good out. Oh, it's evening, I'm sorry. Yeah. All you people out in the left coast, you're oh, on yeah, that yeah. funny oh, time. Oh, that, oh, you. That's you <laughs> <or> me. <laughs> oh, hey, it's daylight like somewhere. Huh? It's Hello? daytime somewhere in the world. <laughs> that's right. Well, the sun's still up here. Uh, oh, my good news is that we had a great weather day, too, and we didn't get chemtrail today, so yay. Hey, and for the, take every non-chemtrail day that you can get. But. Oh, some days we get blasted, let me tell you. Yep. And then, before I forget, for the guy that just called, and I don't know if you get these emails, Dave, but when you sign up for Jurisdictionary, you get on their email list. At least I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When when you sign up for it, you will get and emails you, from them. Right, and you get, and I, ha- I cannot testify to the quality of, of the information, but... I get a lot of these about, because I have to actually sit down and do this, about IRS litigating strategies. They're big on that. It's what is it, freedomradio.com. I have no idea. So if the guy, you know, he can, he can do that himself. So, Jurisdictionary uh, is an excellent resource, by the right. way. Right, so that's why I don't know about the quality of the of what they're putting on Freedom Radio. I'm just saying if this guy wants to try this. Because, you know, the IRS is a third-party debt collector. So, anyway, I don't want to sell They are exempted from the uh, FDCPA. Oh, they are? Yes. Yep. Of course. Oh, that's right, because they're special. That's government government theft as opposed to simple private corporate theft. Yeah. Well, they are private corporations. Well, we we know that, but, but, yeah, yeah, there there is an exception. Uh, yeah, we're to not the FDCPA to for them. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to get on. Yeah. I just wanted to tell the guy, you know, if yeah. it's out there, if he can, if he can look for himself. Okay, right. I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but does anybody have experience with, like, peoplefinders.com? You have to pay to track down uh, reverse lookup for spoof numbers. Is it worth paying these guys? Do you get any? Do you get the actual address? On spoof numbers? <laughs> right. I don't. Uh, there's know. a lot of scam sites out there saying that they can do that, and and they can't. I'd be real careful with that. Um, yeah. 
Are you talking for a cell phone or a landline? No, a landline. I'm getting telemarketer phone calls, and I had, I'm telling you today, uh, this guy was taunting me, and sexual innuendos about my mama. So oh, I, I want to kill this man. Yeah, so yeah. I'm telling you guys. Hey, yeah, I, I can I get him over the head with a club. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yes. Do you know if your voice over IP or analog? Um, digital. From, okay, uh, check, with, check, with cable your, there. Huh? check with your provider because you may actually have a manager uh, via the web, web may have a manager site. And if that's the case, then you can put the spoof numbers into a call block. Now, what was that again? Uh, oh, I, well, oh, I Jeff, the bo- Jeff's call block is just a block. It. That's not telling you who it is, so you can go after Yeah, him. I want to go after this guy. Yeah. Because he actually yeah. called me. He taunted me, called me back, and he was started talking about, it's a felony to not give him my uh, my national do not call this registration number. And I'm like, I'm just shaking my head going, TCPA, dude. I'm going to sue you. And he called me back and started taunting me again. And luckily, I have some of his taunt on my uh, on my MP3 recorder for my phone. Yeah, so. it's it's going to be tough to find those people. I'm going to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I had a guy. I, I I wish I knew where he was now. A guy that used <laughs> to live across the street from me was a skip tracer, and uh, he could tell me, or, or well, he, he had a resource. I mean, this guy had been a, in the skip tracing industry for 35 years, and he specialized in recovering vehicles that had been out there for over three years where nobody had been able to recover things. And the great majority of the time, he could take a a case that was cold case. Nobody else could find it. And he could locate and have the vehicle picked up in 48 hours. I mean, that's how good this guy was. But he had a resource that could tell him the physical location of any phone number in any? the country. Wow. Any, any mean phone any. number. The actual okay. physical address where that call came from. It was an incredible resource, but I, I moved. I went through a divorce. I moved, and then he moved, and I wasn't able to find him. It was made me sick because with what we're doing, that would be an incredible resource. So yeah. there, there, there may be somebody out there that can do that, but I don't know how to get a hold of him. Well, if but, it, but it, these ones that problem? say that they'll do this, and, you know, well, you know, for $12, we'll find your number. Uh, there's a lot of those that sort of BS. So oh, be it's careful. way less than that. It's about a buck. But that's what I'm saying. If I could, you know, throw a buck yeah. at it, do their three-day thing, and, you know, it's like you throw a buck at it or three bucks at it, and yeah. it's a three-day trial. So if it works, it's, you know, it's three bucks. I can, yeah. you know, I'm destitute, but I can I handle three bucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, good good luck with that. I, it, oh. it is a problem trying to find those people, very honestly. I mean, that's why they're doing what they're doing, because they know it's difficult to find them. Now, let me ask you this. If you could get them, because these seem to be contractors, would this be entrapment if I said, oh, yeah, send out a contractor? No, And no. get his name and then work your way, swim upstream, you know what I mean? No, no we, we don't. you don't get into any of that kind of stuff. It's a matter of if somebody makes a phone call and uh, it's in violation of the TCPA in some way, depending on what they do, 
then you can go after them. But it has to qualify as a as a violation. You know, if you're on the do not call list, yeah, it's a um, and That's that's it. You know, and, and, and of course, wrong if, time of day, twenty times a day. You know, if if they leave, uh, you know, automated messages, stuff like that. But here again, this this is where knowing the statute comes in. If you don't know the statute, how can you possibly identify where there's a violation, right? Oh, I know they're violating. But and then the FTC, if you report this to the FTC, they don't do any forensic. They don't no. report that back. No, no, they 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 don't have the resources to deal with it, all of this. No, they get yeah. thousands of complaints a week from people on that stuff. Yeah, if the only way that they would you know really pay any attention to it is if. If you filed a complaint and you could identify the culprit, that's different. Okay. Well, I might throw a few bucks and see at this and see what I. Yeah, you could try. A few bucks to see. Yeah, okay. I just wondered if anybody had any experience with that. It might be worth your satisfaction. You never know. Oh, yeah, because I'm telling you, what this guy did to me on the phone today, I want to find him and name him. (laughs) I want to put his name on there. I know how you feel. Huh? Last, yeah, you, I know you how you're going down there. Yeah. Last, last week I, I got called an old shit by a scammer, and then he hung up on me. I didn't even get the satisfaction to tell him off. Oh yeah, you, I, I'm telling you, I can't. I don't even want to repeat what this guy was talking about on the phone. I, I, yeah. I'm so well, angry. we don't like, need to. Yeah, you don't need to. I'm, yeah, I wasn't even going to go there. So yeah, I, I'd like to actually name him as a defendant and go down to the Ronald Reagan courthouse, about 16 miles from my house, and file. Oh, and by the way, bike trails are much more fun when you get on a bike, Dave. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy my bike path uh, walking. I really do. Walking. I know. I'm just giving you. I in in you know I wish I had a bike, but I'm in an apartment and that uh, oh. doesn't lend itself to having a, a bike here. Yeah, he doesn't so, have a place uh, to keep it. I'll yeah. I'll be uh, I'll be getting into a house here later this year. So uh, yeah. everything's going to change. I'll be I would recommend I would recommend a stationary bike like mine, Dave. But your apartment's too small for it. I can sit there and ride that bike through, yeah. watch a whole movie, and not even realize I went that far. Yeah, well, I could ride 150 miles a day and just sit here and watch the market and reach over and click the mouse and make my trades. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and by the way, on the trades, if I ask you to talk about that, like on the forum sent you a message. Could I find out about that from you? No, I, I don't do any uh, training on trading anymore. No, 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 I, not training. Who are you using? Excuse what do you mean, who am I using? Are you doing it yourself? or? Is I'm using, no, I, I, I've been a trader for 20 years. I used to teach trading. I have my own proprietary method that uh, I developed over 20 years, and I trade off of that. Okay, that that was, um, yeah, because you brought yeah. it up and thought I would ask and I yeah. Didn't yeah. I'm it. strictly a futures trader. I don't do anything in stocks or anything else. Okay. I think that's it. Okay. Thank you for your time. All right, you bet. Hello, guys. Hello. Uh, hello. hello. Yeah, if you if you have a question, we need to have you raise your hand. Well, I'm so sorry, but I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's what I did. And for some reason, when you called on Southern California and it said unmuted on my end, I was ready to talk, but then he came in, so I'm not sure. Exactly. Oh, I thought I was talking to Southern California. That's interesting. There's more than uh, one of us here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. There's 
Well, I've got a couple of Californias. So, all right. Yeah, we need we need a little help out here. Yeah. Okay. Well, the gentleman that's been speaking, if you would mute that, I'm going well, then I'll I'll know what's uh, going on. Hit star six and mute yourself, and that'll square it away. All right. Yep. There we go. All right. Southern California, you're up. Go ahead. Great. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so anyway, a real quick question for Terry and one for you, Dave. Uh, Terry, um, I've got a question about uh, the credit reports. Now, when have you ever, when you order them through the automated system, just call up the credit reporting agency and order your report, isn't it a lot different format-wise uh, when you get it in the mail uh, rather than printing it out from the website? Uh, no. When I've gotten a full report, because that has happened almost every time I go to get all three, one of them will ask stupid questions that you can't answer, and then I have to send for it in writing. But um, when it's I usually say, Equifax. Yeah, that's true. Um, when I get it in writing, it's the same. I mean, when I get it in the mail, it's the same as what I would get if I downloaded it, unless you're messing up when you go to uh, annualcreditreport.com and you're ordering the tri-merge report. You do not want to do that. You want okay. to separate. Okay. Because you don't get the full report when you tri-merge. And the other thing about those, um, I was reviewing a lawsuit um, uh, information and for a case recently, and... Um, the gentleman had gotten several tri-merge reports over about a two-year period, and they're really hard to follow, these tri-merge reports, and be able to tell, okay, who's doing what on what here. Um, it's too confusing, and you don't get a, a full report. You don't get everything that you would get on an individual credit report. And as long as we're on that subject, I have to stress, again, especially for the new people, there's a really big difference between a credit report and a credit file. So keep that in mind. When you're going to annualcreditreport.com to get your once-a-year credit report, unless you're in Georgia, you can do it twice, um, you're getting the report when you're requesting information from a credit reporting agency in a dispute, you are requesting the file and the report. Okay. Well, you know what? I don't think I got the file because I disputed some things. And uh, when they sent the information, it definitely wasn't the file. It was just another credit report. Did you request it in the last paragraph of your dispute letter? Yes. Okay, then they've got a problem, don't they? Is that a violation? Yes. You requested it. They have to give it to you. Okay. I don't know if there's a private right of action for that, though. In fact, I don't. I don't believe there is. But I think you, you I would hound them. Um, I don't know. There has been private right of action on that, Dave. Is under there? under IA, yes. Okay. Um, and Stand so you, you need to write back to them and remind them that when you when you filed your formal dispute, and you can put a copy of it, attach a copy to the next letter, 
you requested a copy of your complete credit file. They have not yet responded to that. Please do so immediately. Give them one more chance to do it. Normally, they ignore you because they don't want to give you the file. That's the last thing they want to do. And okay. most most people um, don't know the difference between a file and a credit report. And the credit reporting agencies know that the violations really are contained in failing to give you the file, not the credit report. Wow. Okay. So this lawsuit is going to be better than I thought. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I'm I'm trying to think of of the last one. I believe, uh, Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, it's been a couple weeks since I read the amended complaint, but uh, I think that uh, the James case dealt with some of that too, did it not? Uh, Not that I can remember. Okay, I'm thinking of the wrong one then. Because it, uh, it was in Brim as well, uh, Brim versus Midland. There was one that was against Experian that I was just reading. It's a recent. That's out of the Eleventh Circuit. Yes. It had to do with. Had to do with. Uh, uh, what was it, the uh, uh, Unfair Wire Transfer Act or whatever it was called? Uh, yeah, it, it, what it was, it was, it was beautiful. It was uh, that, no, that, that was Illinois, I believe. Was it? It, was, it was all about the definition of the word account in the FCRA. <laughs> it was the case where the judge, uh, it was one of our members, actually, who had that case. And he quoted the language I used in an article that's on the website called uh, FCRA Fatal Flaw, where I broke down the actual statute itself and its definitions of the word account in the FCRA and what it pertains to and what it does not. And um, that was one of the, uh, the things that the judge picked up on and said, wow, you got a point there. And we I wrote that a long time ago. We've made that argument many times in different places and that was the first court that actually sat up and said, "Wow, you got a point there." It does say that. Yep. And I can't think I can't think of the case. I'm going to have to look in my file for it because I put it yeah, uh, somewhere to get my attention. I'll come back on later when I find the file and tell you what it was. Okay. But there is a private right of action on that. Okay. When you, when you ask for it, they've got to give it to you. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I've been, um, you know, they changed the format of the website so many times that I don't even bother trying to find my credit report when I go on the website because it's just, it's difficult. It seems like they make it difficult for you to pull. Are up you talking system. about the credit reporting agency, or yes, yeah, like TransUnion? Well, I'm, I'm, you should just use annualcreditreport.com and do them individually. Okay, I think I'll try that this time. You're probably going to have. You guys have, always talk about it. 
but you're going to have a lot better luck there. <laughs> okay, great. Great. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. Hey, let's revisit this for a moment. Uh, you said it was Illinois, and um, there was Collins out of uh, Collins versus Experian. Yeah, that one too. Okay. Uh, that was eleventh. That had to do with the file versus the report. Okay, that's the one I was thinking of with the file versus report. Yeah, sixteen eighty one IA. Mhm. And the other one, I don't, um, I don't have that up on the website. Well, I'm going to find it. If you find it, send it to me so I can get that up, please, and thank you. Okay, so that's Collins Collins uh, versus Experian out of right. the 11th Circuit, and it's up on your website. Tell him where to yeah, find it's, that. Yeah, um, you go to uh, voidjudgments.net. Uh-huh. Scroll, pardon? Yes, I'm it, it's, it's plural, judgments. Now scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on what's in the news. And okay. that should... Now it'll take you to uh, what's in the news uh, sla- hyphen uh, 2015, and it's about uh, it's uh, dated uh, February 12th when it was entered. Okay. Okay. Sure. And yeah. And just just for grins, does it have it? Yeah. It's got a <laughs> yeah, it's got a um, tab in it so that if when you pull it down and save it, uh, it'll tell you where you got it from. Okay. So if you send it to someone else, they can get fresh copies also. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you. I remember the other one. It's Bursa. Bursa. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah. I got that up. B-E-R. Oh, hey, hey, at the top of that page, under March 12th, is right there. Bursa. Out of New Hampshire. Yeah, it's New Hampshire. Versus what now? Northland Group. Okay, that's the name of that case. Yeah, that's the one that our member was just involved in. Right. And got the ruling on it last week. Ah, beautiful right. ruling. Okay, that was that was great. Yeah, I heard that one. That was a good one. So that's uh, voidjudgments.net. Scroll to the bottom of the page. Click on what's in the news. And that will take you over to what's in the news uh, 2015. And the March twelfth is uh, the Bursaw case. Great, great. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Um, but okay. So really quick for Dave. Um, so TCPA, and I'm, I've heard this before, and I know it's uh, in the website um, under prior express consent or not. Right now, I'm in. Uh, kind of negotiations about the 17 phone calls to myself. And she hits me with the BS. Basically, she says, well, you gave prior express consent because you, with the original creditor, you signed with them. So that's prior express consent for us. No, no, case on that too. Yeah, wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah, express consent for somebody to call is express consent for that person to call. That would be like if I gave Terry express consent to call me. Terry can call me. But Terry can't say, well, Jeff, uh, Dave gave me express consent. I'm transferring it to you, so uh, you can call him. Nope, that's inferred exp- uh, exp- consent. Well, it's uh, you got... Uh, 
uh, express consent means specific, I expressly tell you that you can call me. Not that somebody can call me for some reason, which is what the debt collectors try and construe with this stuff, where a creditor turns it over to a debt collector, and like your situation, they're saying, well, you know, you told the creditor they could call. Well, you're not the creditor, Dumbo. Exactly. That's what I tried to tell her. Um, you know, and I didn't want to make it too long and just argue back and forth and go around in circles. Well, just well, you know what I do when these people want to keep doing that? Well, there's case law to the contrary of what you're saying, but we'll just let the jury decide it if you don't want to come to an agreement. Because mm-hmm. I know what the law says. Express consent is express consent. It's not implied consent. There's express and implied consent. Implied means, well, you know, yeah, you, you, you know, you might be able to call me. Express consent is, you may call me. And it has to be that express. Yeah. It right. Has and, to, it, and it has to be clear and unambiguous. The consent has to be clear and unambiguous. I like okay. that phrase. You must have got that from the uh, NCLC books. It sounds something like Well, that. I've I've read a lot of legal documents in the last four years. <laughs> Believe me, I've read a lot of legal documents and a lot of rulings and uh, all sorts of white papers and oh. Man, and I've written a pretty good number of lawsuits too. So, great, great. Do, uh, would you happen to have like any case law off the top of your head? I mean, I, I can find it, but can you think of any for Ninth Circuit? But I don't have any specific to Ninth Circuit. But uh, uh, go on the website in the TCPA section. Great TCPA case law, and go down and read through that. There's a, I I put that together. There's a ton of cases on all sorts of various issues, and I believe that's covered in there. Great, great. That'll help me a lot. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, Dave. All right. You're welcome. Thanks a lot, Terry. You're welcome. All right. Uh, let's go to Ohio. And I've got to mute Ohio because they were bad and they didn't mute themselves before they raised their hand. Hello, Ohio. You've been muted and unmuted now. Yep, I'm here. It's Christine. Oh, I had a feeling it was Christine. Yeah, I'm just causing problems for decades. Yes, you are. I'm going to get the wet noodle out. You do that again. Oh, well, just make sure it's got dollar signs on it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I am going to do deposition on April 9th. Um, I have to get this subpoena overnighted to California tomorrow so they can serve it. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a subpoena deuces to come. I think tecum. that's how you say it. <laughs> tecum. Deuces tecum. Okay. Well, um, what are the usual things? I know I need to get an ID from her. That would be a government-issued ID, or should I actually say driver's license? Well, uh, personal uh, personal uh, identification, uh, such as a uh, valid state driver's license. Okay. 
Okay. Um, also, is there anything else that's just a normal thing you want from someone that's coming into a deposition? Well, it, no, it's going to be what do you need to prove your case? Well, yeah, um, I'm going to be questioning her on her affidavit that she filed in yeah, support well, of their motion to set aside. Now, she does not work for this company anymore, but right. she did rely on certain documents in that affidavit. Can Even though she does not work for them, can I still request her to bring them? She may not have access to that document. Okay, well, she'll have to tell me then, right? If exactly. Okay, that's what I want her to do. Right. <clears throat> okay, well, that, that's, I guess, all I need. Um, yep. Yeah, any any documents, any anything you, uh, you want her to bring to the deposition, you need to, you know, specify it. Like I said, you know, uh, personal identification such as uh, a valid state driver's license. Okay. And those would be really the exact words that you could use. Yeah, I figured it would be in something like that. A lot of them say government-issued ID. Um, that would be a driver's license anyway. Yeah, you could do, yeah, government-issued uh, ID uh, uh, such as a valid state driver's license. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess... Um, just the normal things. I can't think of anything else. I just need to ID her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to make sure that you, you can uh, show that it was, in fact, her that you deposed. And, uh, you know, she. you asked the pertinent questions. Did she work for that company? Yes. When, when did you start? When did you leave? Why did you leave? You know, did you leave on good terms? Uh if, if you know, if she says no, you know, well, why? Uh, uh, what what problems uh, caused you? Uh, problems or issues caused you to to leave? Yeah, I have a you feeling know, I know what it was. Um. <laughs> well, but see, you you can go ask the questions relating to that. But you you know, you start at one place. You know, it was was your leaving the employment of ABC uh, amicable or? Uh, uh, what, what was your reason for leaving uh, employment there? How about this? Just, just straight, flat out say, why did you leave? <laughs> Let well, uh, well, you could say that. Were, did, did you uh, terminate your employment or did your employer terminate your employment? Right, yeah. That you know, stuff like, stuff like that. You know, well, you know, why did you, why did you leave? Well, I got a better job at you know, XYZ company. Okay, well, um, did you have any problems that, uh, were there any problems with your employer that contributed to your, uh, you leaving their employment? <laughs> I have such, a feeling it was. Such as, such as policies or procedures they followed or failed to follow. All right. <laughs> see, you, you see the kind of stuff you can get into there? A lot. Yeah, yeah. But, also, you know, um, I want her to bring some kind of proof that she worked for them. What would I ask for? Pay stubs and tax returns? Can I ask for tax returns? No, don't don't get into tax returns. They're they're you you'll get a big fight over that. That's, okay. What about W twos? Uh, 
any any documentation evidencing your employment with ABC. A recent pay stub. Well, Not no, just any, any evidence, any documentation in your possession evidencing your uh, employment with ABC. Now, stop and think what I just said. It covers anything and everything. Any documentation in your possession that evidences that you work there. It could be anything from a W-2 to a, a pay stub to whatever. Don't if she's got anything, she's supposed to bring it. Yeah, but don't you have to be specific when you're asking for things? Not that specific. No. no. Okay. Because if you did have to be that specific, you would probably spend the next year, year and a half writing down everything. Okay. Give us a break, Christine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what I what I just stated there is a, a a way that you could state it to them and if you want to know you're uh just just short of an hour and a half into the recording if you want to go back and play replay this. Yeah, it's I about it. an hour and 28 minutes. Right yeah, now. Yeah, that's time. Okay. Um any can you think of anything else? Cuz I got to send well, this in the mail well, overnight Well, tomorrow. you know you know your case better. You know what you know. what it is that you want to get from her far better than I do. I mean, you know, you you don't want to go on a fishing trip cuz it didn't the judge limit it to certain specific things. Uh, no, she lifted that limit. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Said anything well, dealing with the affidavit, and that affidavit says a lot. Yeah, okay. Well, then f- just focus your questions and and your, uh, you know, what you're trying to get, uh, things that would trip her up to where maybe she uh, – you know, that would indicate, answers to a question that would indicate that she didn't have knowledge, actual first-hand fact knowledge, of something she stated was true in the affidavit. Right, yeah. The first thing I want to find out from her, well, not the first thing, but what I want to find out from her is if she drafted that affidavit or did someone draft it for Makes her? Makes no difference. Find it. Well, no, Jeff. Yeah, she, that's does. a pertinent question. You can ask that. Does it does it really make any difference who who wrote it? No, other than if she swears to that she prepared it. Right. It, does it see some of the affidavits and or declarations say you know I personally prepared uh, the the above document? Da, 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 da. Well, if that document says that, and you ask her the question, she says, "Well, no, somebody else did it for me, and I signed, I read it over and signed it." Well, there's a conflict right there. She may not have remembered what was on it. Yeah, it's right. little little things like that. What, what <laughs> position did she say she held in the organization? Well, let's see. In the body of the aff- in the body of the affidavit, she was a compliance auditor. She signed it as a custodian of records. What proof did she have that she held that position? Um, that's a good point, Jeff. She knew well, how long she held that position, well, yeah, and what well, were her duties? Th- there you go. You get into all of that kind of stuff. What were your duties? How were you trained? How long did you perform that? Right. And and who authorized you? Uh, to uh, uh, make the affidavit. Yeah. And and what were their qualifications to authorize you to do so? 
Yeah, at the bottom of the affidavit, she said she was authorized by, oh, I think it was the president or something like that. I can't remember the exact wording of the company. And does she have that in writing? Well, let's find out, Jeff, when I depose her, huh? These are all the questions. Yeah. These are all the questions. That goes to the affiant being affirmatively identified. Right. Because she's acting as an agent, and an agent agency can't be proven out of the mouth of the agent. must be proven out of the mouth of the principal. Right. And if she was at that time, so, and the court's relying on her affidavit, so let's put it to the test. Yeah. Okay. That would be interesting. Should prove to be. Uh-huh. Okay, that's all I needed, guys. Thanks. Alrighty, thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's go. Oh, my goodness. You're not going to believe this. Probably it's will. Maximal. Whoa. Whoa. Where have you been? I Mr. Left five... Coast himself. And who gave him the ladder to crawl out of that pit that he fell into? <laughs> You know what? They used the elevator this time. Uh, oh, <laughs> he's moving up in the world. Nah, nah, I nah. He, he caught a train. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, I busted that train up. Hi, you guys. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing tonight? I am good. Finally, finally good. <laughs> you know what that means. Uh-huh. What's going on? They finally came to the table eight days before trial. <laughs> eight days before trial. We we just but, had a... Well, Maximo, we, was that a fanny clinch for you? Oh, my goodness. Oh, it, it, it puckered so big, I, you know, I yeah, think it I, Well, I was, I was on the phone with Maximo oh, about a week or so ago discussing certain things, and uh, he was asking me about questions about various things and strategy and stuff and we were discussing that. So what yeah. what happened? Give us give us the run. Well okay. We had our pre trial uh with the judge this past uh pre trial conference with the judge this past Thursday. And he was pretty brutal. He was pretty brutal. Um I think prior to that the uh, the opposing attorney and I, I think we spent literally, literally 48 hours up on these documents preparing for pre-trial. It is very extensive. It is very in-depth. And I was, I'm like, oh, my God, I've never. Pre-trial conference, witness statement, exhibits, motion in limine, uh, it was a lot. And I, oh, I'm sorry. And I didn't think I was ever going to finish with that. And... Lo and behold, it's funny, they had three different attorneys throwing me documents at the time. So they tried to overwhelm me. They were throwing different documents. Each one of them had a specific documents to do. So when they finished, they sent it to me. I had three documents come to me at once, <laughs> but I had to send all three of them back all by myself. I had no help. Uh-huh. They had all the help in the world, but right, it they was were trying really, to snow yonder. It was really yeah. intense. 
So at the conference, the uh, judge basically almost threw my threw my TCPA out the window. I used it for the landline, um, you know, and I, I kind of backed it up with some citations. Um, you know, he really didn't know the California Rosenthal thing uh, in relation to the FDCPA. He said it was combined. So it would only be 1,004 Rosenthal in FDCPA. He's oh, wrong. It, wrong, it wrong. Definitely, definitely wrong. Many case law. And even when the attorney and I were talking today, uh, he even said, yeah, the, the judge kind of erred in that. I said, absolutely, he did. And so we both agreed there was many case law on that. Um, but it, it was really intense. And he, the opposing the lead attorney, one of the partners kind of gave me kudos on the process. And, of course, he threw the little jabs. Uh, well, all your other cases, all your other cases, how many cases you had, you're pretty experienced. You're pretty uh, astute. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thank you. Well, how much? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Right, right. So they, they had their limit. Uh, for a long time, this the clients actually wanted to go to trial. They could have settled this a long time ago, but the client wanted to go to trial. Oh, wow. You know, and, and I told them, um, this was set precedence. If this go to trial, because I know you will appeal it afterwards, and we get to the Ninth Circuit the appeal, uh, appellate court, it's going to set precedence on the citations. Uh, you know, not being or being under the FDCPA. I know your clients don't want to have that happen, so I think they need to come to the table. He said, I'm going to move heaven and earth to get something done today. (laughs) (laughs) And what's funny uh, as well is we had mediation tomorrow. So we didn't even get to mediation before we settled. Good. Good. Good job. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a yeah, low. You, oh. you have been through the war, and you <laughs> won the war. You didn't win a battle. You won the war. Exactly. Yep. Congratulations. Exactly. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank you. And I will let everybody know a lot of the help came from here. A lot of the help. All you guys have to do is stick to it, stick to your game plan, and take everything that they say and take the documents that they use and just use it. <laughs> and this is the only place where they allow forgery. I mean, not no, forgery. No, plagiarism. Plagiarism. Oh, please, not forgery. <laughs> we... Just to clarify for everybody, <laughs> we do not condone forgery. <laughs> Just so right. you know. Hey, I don't know what Plagiarism, we encourage forgery. No, 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 don't go there. I don't oh, know what Bertie was... said that. Come on, that was that was funny, and you know it. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, plagiarism is not only allowed, it's encouraged in the, in the arena of the court system. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. 
Well, that's I'm I'm tickled to death. I'm glad you won that. You you've just you you went through the war on that deal. They just ran you uh, to the hills, yes. and uh, the lawyer was smarter than the client in this case. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Isn't that refreshing? Absolutely, and it was June of 2013 when I filed this case. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Well, and and there's something else that came here. And I want everybody else to hear him say this again. The lawyer complimented you. Yes. On your did. abilities. Yes, he did. And how long have you been doing this, Maximo? Uh, since 2011 or 12. 11. You started just after Terry and I did. Yes. 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 So. You've been learning right along with all of us, and you've collected a lot of money in settlements and everything, but you were complimented by the partner attorney, the head guy from the other side, and that's pretty cool. It it was. It was. (laughs) You know, I I had my chest poked out after being sunk in so long. You know, they, they, he kind of boosted my chest out a little bit. So yeah. it was good. Yeah. It was good. So now for the next battle, and everybody be prepared and stay focused. And I love you guys. <laughs> we love John, you back. Yeah, John, you in the background as well. I'm here. I'm here. Hey, John. <laughs> it's really good hearing what happened, man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. another success story, you know, and and good news later in the call. Absolutely. So, and yeah. just so the the new people understand, it's it's unusual the battle that he went through, and how far he had to go to get to where he is today is not the usual. Case. Yeah, that's not the norm. But it can happen. And so he studied and he worked and he fought to the end because you've got to be up for it, whatever it is that gets thrown your way. And he was prepared to go in with a club and beat him to death. Yeah, it was that that axe in the forehead that Jurisdictionary talks about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are a team and they helped each other. And I thank you guys again. Well, congratulations, Maximo. Great job. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I'm in the All back right. side. Man, that's that's cool. All right. We got to keep rolling here. We got uh, some more callers. If I can see the screen here. Let's go to Joey. Hey. How's Joey tonight? Oh, hey. I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Um, I'm, the, I'm your... Uh, friend out here in San Diego that lives uh, down the street from Midland. And, oh, uh, lucky I guy. That, yeah, I, uh, I was surfing on the internet, I forget why, and boy, you weren't kidding when you were talking earlier about how your name is predominantly mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was to the point, Dave, I am about 90% want to go to this hearing just to see what they say about you. Um, do you know? Now I, I read the I read the uh, docket, and it's something about from eight to nine. It's people with attorneys that are 
doing something, and then you're slated for like nine o'clock. Do you yeah, know, I, th- I think that, that stuff that you- starts at nine o'clock. Uh, is this going to be something? Are you aware? Are you going to be uh, telephonically, or no, is this no, going to be I, in the judges' chambers, or hearing? I, what I'm I getting don't. At is, do, you, do you think it's worth my time to go down there to even uh, see if he's going to be in court? It, I would assume it's got to be a public thing. But what I would do is I would call the MDL panel in Washington D.C. and ask them, uh, or ask the uh, uh, call the district court there and uh, ask them whether that's going to be uh, done in open court. I'm, I'm about 99% sure it is because it, it has to be a public hearing. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll probably head down there anyway. Um, hey, you know, the- if you go, um, please let me know <laughs> yeah. what yeah. what is oh. said. I mean, that uh, that is, I'd love to be there, but I, I it's just not practical for me to uh, go all the way from Dallas yeah. to Oh, California yeah. for that, but uh, I, I'd be real interested to hear what kind of comments are made about my stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see it too. Um, and then just uh, related, I did uh, the small claims technique to have, hopefully they'll transfer it uh, to federal on a four phone call debt collector action. Um, Is that what? with Midland? No, no, no. This is with uh, an outfit in, uh, in my community, actually. Uh, Conrad, uh, there's some little podunk in Escondido, California, which is okay. right next to San Diego. Yeah. Um, what is when you file in your area, small claims? From the time you file, when is your court date? The period of time. Uh, ours is close to a year. A year. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say because I just did that, and our uh, my court date is. Three and a half months, and I thought that was long. Down in Florida, <laughs> down in Florida, they get stuff done. They have their first hearing within a month, within thirty oh, days. Oh wow! Just so there's a great variation. Are. Yeah, there's a there's a huge variation in jurisdictions. But here, wow. um, in fact, I, when I was up to, at the uh, small claims court the other day, there was a guy that came in and uh, uh, was going to file a petition. He asked. He says, uh, you know, how soon? Uh, you know, I want to file this petition. How soon would it be heard? She says it'll be about a year. Oh, my goodness. So they pretty much get it out of there pretty quick, then. Only for the MDL, I would think. Well, see, they you have to, when you file a suit, at least here in Collin County, Texas, where uh, I'm filing mine, they have to answer within 14 days under state law. So... What they do, the last several cases, they filed for an enlargement of time to answer, and then they've just filed a whole group of uh, removal. They they remove them in groups. The last like one, they. they did six of them at one time. Yeah. Well, here in California, anyway, uh, it's there's no discovery, no answer. You, <laughs> in fact, in fact, uh, if you're serving a corporation. You're required to pay the extra 15 bucks to have the clerk's office send the uh, certified mail. So that was easy. Uh, oh, wow. And unbelievable. Uh, the, the last thing is, you can still hear me. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you're getting a lot of noise there. It's hard to hear you. Yeah, that's Miramar. Um, the, uh, some belated good news. I settled a 13 phone call. PCPA with an outfit in Washington for uh, middle five digits, so to uh, middle four digits. Oh, good. So to speak. 
So that was I, I, I got to pay for a wedding, so I took the easy money. <laughs> you know, hey, isn't it nice to have the debt collectors paying those kind of bills for you? That's right. That's man. You know, oh, what man. I settled for was half of it. So, hey. and I got oh my god, I've got so many debt collectors in the pipeline. I can't even count them now, but it's all good. Well, heck, I bet it is. If you got <laughs> uh, if you got more than you can count, that's that's all real, real good. You know? Yeah. In fact, Friday I started getting calls from Portfolio and Midland. Oh, I'm so, so jealous. Oh, yeah, you are so lucky. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's uh, I was going to just pick your brain about your uh, hearing and whatnot. So okay. Well, hey, I'll All tell right. you what. Please, if if you're in so inclined to do so, uh, I'd love to have you go and tell me what you could tell me about the proceedings. I I would be absolutely fascinated. Okay. I can. Uh, uh, I, I guess I'll send an email to Terry, and she can forward it to you if you want to call me or whatnot. But uh, okay, we'll just take it from there. Well, but I well, just you plan can, on going. My, yeah, my email address is knockoutcollectors, T O R S, at S W Bell, like Southwest Bell. Dot net. But don't leave me out. I want to know too. <laughs> okay. <let's see. laughs> Knockout Collectors at SWBell.net. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but I, I, would be, I would be absolutely fascinated to know uh, what oh, happens yeah. and what I'm kind here. of discussion there might be about that. I ain't got, I ain't got nothing else going on, my, uh, you know, so just waiting. Oh, man, please be my ears and eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah I just well, we haven't had that opportunity before. Dave, yeah, I that's, just figure I'll throw it in there. Yeah, good grief! Uh, I mean, it, you know, with him being right down the street there, that oh, that'd be wonderful. Uh, yeah, so. downtown, not a problem. I'll eat the yeah. parking, ten bucks, no big deal. Well, I, I, I'd even be willing to send you the ten spot for the parking. Oh, I mean, God. yeah, <laughs> uh, not even worth the postage. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. more than ten bucks, just keep it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, all right then. All righty. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Oh man! Hey guys, can you can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, but we've got other callers in the queue. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get in the queue. I don't. You hit star to... eight on the keypad on your phone. I'll not... put you in the queue. Well, it's not there working. you I'm go. Oh, I'm yep. in. All right. All right. Yep. Now I got to mute you. Hey, Dave. Okay. Yes. What What was the What's the case? Tell me it's, the case. I'll go. The, M, the MDL. The MDL panel is having a hearing to find out whether they're going to uh, uh, approve the uh, conditional transfer order on all my Midland cases to the MDL or whether they're going to throw it back to the district court. The uh, panel meets Thursday morning, 9 o'clock. At the district court? Do you know what judge it is? Uh, I can't remember his name. begins with an A. Anello? M- M- yeah, Anello, right. Yeah, MDL okay. 20, 2236. And it's at 9 a.m. and an Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, if you guys want to go in, that, wow. that, that, that'd be a very interesting, <laughs> hey. uh, get some reports back. Yeah, that, that'd yeah, be cool. Yeah, guys, take notes, man. <laughs> but, yeah, if you, if you want to, I'd, I'd appreciate as much feedback from anybody and everybody as I can get. But, uh, you know, I'm... I'm about 1,400 miles away, so I won't be there, unfortunately. So, 
All right. Well, we got to keep going here because we've got 10 minutes left in the call, and we've got uh, five people in line, so we're going to have to get in here and answer questions in a hurry. So, Arizona, you've been unmuted. All right. You hear me okay? Yes, sir. We got you. Okay, perfect, perfect. I'll uh, try to be quick here uh, so the callers might get an opportunity. I've got a uh, case going on at the USDC Arizona um, and uh, I've got a very interesting email here from the uh, attorney representing a debt collector who is trying to uh, collect on a outstanding dental bill. Um, we were totally unaware of this existing uh, dental bill, but either way, um, he said that he um, he says in this email that uh, this company is not required to provide validation so long as they cease collection efforts. However, that I don't is correct. That oh, oh, it is okay. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, one of the other things he says here is um, well, we we're, we got uh, let's see. In this, it's kind of interesting. He says under the circumstances. It is evident your claims have been brought in bad faith and you're required to pay so-and-so's attorney fees and costs. See billing excerpt below. I have billed over $4,500 so far and that number will increase considerably if I'm required to reply to your frivolous opposition today. Um, now, I, that sounds like a, uh, an attempt to collect a non-existent debt, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm kind of thinking it does, and that was a response I got from Jesse when I put yeah. this in the form. Yeah. Uh, just wanted yeah. to bounce it off you. Um, all right. So, um, all right. Now, um, I'm kind of thinking he has to give me some kind of a notice within five days. <laughs> what do you mean? Doesn't, or I mean, doesn't this kind of open up a whole can of worms for him um, between um, – uh, it, it, can't this be deemed to be harassing or... I don't understand what, what it is specifically you're talking about, you know. By him suggesting that... Um, no, no, the, no. No, because did you not... Um, you sent them a, a demand for debt validation, correct? Right. I sent okay. that a long time ago. It was way past 30 days when they finally sent a copy of the dental bill. And he okay. sent it, which was like almost three months after we initiated Okay, but he, he's just continuing communication with you. Right. So that is not a violation in itself. No. Okay. He's just dealing with you in in relation to this. Now, did you file suit or not? Yes. Mm-hmm. You did. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You filed suit, and they they filed what? A motion to dismiss or what? Yes, they filed a motion to dismiss, and then we put in an opposition, and then they put in a reply, uh, basically saying the whole thing was frivolous, saying that they didn't weren't required to send a notice because we sent a request for validation. And they are correct in that. As long as they quit attempting to collect the debt, they don't have to validate. Okay, but what about the notice? Um, Aren't they required to send a notice within five days of contact? 
No. I, no, no. Well, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You had contact with them before. Uh, that's why you sent them a, a demand for validation, right? Right. They made a phone call, and then that day we issued a uh, request for validation. Okay. Right. And they did and, not respond to that uh, for at least 30 days. Oh, okay. Well, they are required. They were required to send you a, uh, uh, a notice within five days of that first communication. Absolutely. If they yeah, didn't do that, that is a violation. That is a different area of the law and a different issue altogether. One has nothing to do with the other. Right. 1692G, and yeah. letter A, that, and that's yeah, the one that's that we were... Right, and they're still required to do that whether we request validation or not, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Okay, well, exactly. that's where we've been standing on this entire time, and he keeps skirting around. This well, he's a lawyer. Plot. He's trying to make you go away. Yeah, right. what do you um, think he was going to do? Well, yeah, you know, the guy starts threatening things like a $4,500 bill. I mean, that, uh, you know. So, yeah, we understand that they are going to do things. However, I'm on the call to uh, kind of get a little support that we're oh. moving in the right direction on this. Right, okay. and remember, remember this issue and your and your suit. It doesn't have anything to do with the debt. Nothing. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. No, I totally get that. Now, are you guys familiar with uh, how, it, how are any of these types of medical or dental type collection efforts? Are you saying that any of these are falling into a HIPAA violation or breach of HIPAA? There's um, possibilities of that, but that gets very, 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 very involved. And we we just we aren't haven't. up on, on all the regulations on that, on what could be a violation and what could not. That's, that's extremely complex. Sure. It's and an I'm area we haven't explored. Yeah. yeah, I've got a 25-year experience in the in insurance industry, and I've seen these HIPAA things coming out over the years, and I've gone to doctors and dentist office. HIPAA is a regular form that's presented for people, and I know it has to do with privacy. So when and I see a, uh attorney representing a debt collector who is showing us copies of dental work that was done, I'm starting to think that that's a violation of the HIPAA. Yeah. Uh, but it's a matter of determining where, if there is one, there's a private right of action and all that. And that's what we we have yeah. not gotten into. So Right. Oh, all right. That's, so, that's okay. extremely specialized, but we just haven't, haven't gotten in that because that's a very limited uh, scenario. Yeah. Now, maybe some, maybe someday, but not today. Mm -hmm. Now, when they did send the uh, letter twenty, uh, or excuse me, thirty days later, they did not do a, a complete validation, which is uh, uh, they're not required. You got to remember, right. they're not required to do a validation, but they were required to send you a validation letter within five days of the first contact, of the first right. communication, not and a your validation phone conversation, letter. right? It's not validation. It's it's a, verif it's a verification letter, but it's not the the you know validation that you requested. And did they cease communication efforts? No matter what uh, they sent you, did they stop trying to collect it? Yes. 
Okay. Well, all right then. You you have nothing to complain about that they didn't validate because they did in fact cease collection efforts. Right. They are the, 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 only, the, the violation you have is they failed to send the uh, verification notice within five days of your first communication. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, that's pretty much the road we had gone down, and uh, okay. it just. You know, we start getting into the validation requirement, and again, sometimes they say things that are true, and sometimes they don't, and it's sometimes right. you have to decipher which which it is. Yeah, but you don't so have an issue with validation. Mm -hmm. You 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 know, right. you, you, there there was no need; they weren't required to. That does, your violation is the five day letter. That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then um, last but. Certainly not least, and very brief, um, offered a uh, received an agreement to uh, or a settlement agreement, and they were going to modify it. But we haven't heard back from them in over two weeks. Is that considered a? Oh, and they should have actually paid by now. Would that be a breach of that contract? Oh well, uh, if if it's not all signed, sealed, and delivered, then you don't have a contract. Right. So until we have signatures, even though they may may have agreed that they'll modify the agreement, right? Um, well, I I'd, I'd that. be beating them over the head. Just just say, hey, you know, that's you, you said this was going to get done, and uh, it's been two weeks. That's not acceptable. When right. am I going to get it? That's would bad faith negotiation. Would we be justified in asking for a higher settlement amount? It, that's up to you. Okay. You can tell them, well, hey, you know, if uh, you're saying as how you didn't do that, um, then uh, uh, my uh, demand for settlement is increased. I mean, you could try that. You, you don't know. The, yeah. the big yeah, thing I'm is, not... the big thing is, do you want to get a check or do you want to have a fight? Right, um, right. For for me, if I wanted to check, I'd be leaning on them and say, look. You said you were going to do this. It's been two weeks. You know, maybe somebody's been sick. That's fine. I understand. I need this by tomorrow. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, that sounds really appropriate. And, yeah. yeah, give them, give them an out. You know, when when sure. you're pressing somebody, you know, like the comment I just made. You know, maybe somebody was sick or something. I don't know, but I need to have this by tomorrow. That they say, oh yeah, well, sorry, yeah, somebody was sick, or, or you know, they they went on vacation and forgot about, it. you know, whatever. Give somebody an out, a gracious, a gracious excuse. But the main thing is, get her done, get that money. Are, okay. are you guys uh, are you guys familiar with the statutes at large? Um, no. On the uh, FDCPA. What do you mean the statutes at large? The public law where it shows um, that letter F is a um, letter F says that uh, attorneys are not debt collectors. Have you seen that? No, that that's not true. Hey, case Terry, case, case law, case law uh, says that they are debt collectors. Heinz okay. versus Jenkins. Which is it? Heinz, H-E-I-N-T-Z versus Jenkins, U.S. Supreme Court. They're trying to get that changed, but they haven't gotten anywhere yet. No, they aren't going to get it changed. 
Yeah. Hey, Terry, this is Jim in Arizona. I'm going to send a, a very interesting link over to you to have you guys start taking a look at this and see uh, the validity of this information. Would you mind doing that? Sure, go ahead. Send it to me. Yeah, it, it has to do with the uh, statutes at large uh, public law um, that was actually issued by Congress where it lists uh, that 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 uh, attorneys are not are uh, it's oh, being um, improperly read. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. It's improperly read. Okay. Yep. We're Did running late here. We we got to okay. wrap things up. We're we're already ten minutes past, almost ten minutes past time tonight. All right, guys. Thank you. All righty. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, uh, unfortunately, we've got a couple people in the queue, but we are past time. We're almost 10 minutes after, and this call is two hours, so I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, if people want to get in, they need to raise their hands and get in the queue soon enough so that they can be heard. Uh, tomorrow night, there is a webinar, and we're going to be going over a specific case, and it's for members only. So if you're not a member of Jesse's website, Shame on you, first of all. Second of all, you won't be able to participate in that and get the benefit of uh, the learning experience and what we're going to talk about tomorrow night. So uh, if you're not a member, there's plenty of time for you to get signed up. Remember, you can go to knockoutcollectors.net and get yourself signed up. There's a 60-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk to you. Get in there. If for whatever reason you decide it's not for you, you get your money back. It's uh, can't beat that with a stick in my book. But I'd like to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Thank you, John, Jeff, Terry, uh, for being here. And tomorrow night we'll have that. And then, of course, Wednesday afternoon uh, there is a webinar, and I don't have the uh, information on what the webinar is going to be this week, but uh, that's for members also. And that's at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Then Wednesday night is Terry's call. And if you're not on Terry's mailing list, you need to send an email to queensongbird at gmail.com. Simply say, please put me on the list. That's all you got to do. And do it now. Don't wait till Wednesday because you probably won't get the reminder in time. Get her done and take care of things. And, of course, you know, all during the week, all the way around the clock, for the members, here again, there's lots of benefits for members, which is what everybody should be if you really are serious about learning about this. Uh, there's the forum where you can post questions and get answers instead of waiting around the clock to the next week. So uh, anyway, we uh, I know we helped a bunch of people tonight, and that's why we're here. Thanks again to everybody that joined us. Have a great evening, and we will talk to you tomorrow night on Blog Talk radio or no instant no. teleseminar tomorrow night that's right it's instant teleseminar for the members tomorrow night have a great evening everybody good night good night good night Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.